Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on the mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. This is InterVR, the podcast on all things virtual reality. I'm Chris Miranda, your host. And today I'm joined by Ryan Holmes with Space VR. And Ryan, thank you for coming on the show again. Yes. <laughs> because this Pleasure. Is, yeah, this, uh, thank you. It's going to be a good one. Uh, because this is the second time we're recording this show. Uh, the first time around, my laptop ended up acting very stupid. And I apologize for having you along again. But we're going to have this... Um, we're going to do this, and it's going to be good, hopefully. Yeah, happy hopefully. to be here. No worries. Awesome. Um, yeah, I had I had a theory. I think the reason why the last episode didn't come out was because you were talking about some things that the um, the simulation doesn't want people to hear. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so, so we're going to try to keep things um, uh, undisturbed for the simulation. First of all, what, what is space VR? So space VR is an effort to allow for people to go to space virtually. And what does that mean? It means giving everyone access to space by um, putting on an Oculus Rift headset and um, having a camera up there live streaming down. And what is the timeline in terms of how when people will be able to get this going? Or? So I would like to have the whole thing done in two years. Two years, yeah. so 2017-ish. Virtual might... tourism in 2017. Virtual reality tourism or virtual tourism? Like, what is the... What's the difference? I would... So, don't quote me on this. Take this for a grain of salt, but I would say virtual reality is with the HMD, and virtual is with a... I don't know, with a screen in front of you. Okay, both. Both. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and why? Why are you doing this? What's the purpose of this? So the purpose is that... Um, there's only about 5% of the people in the world that can actually afford to go on a Virgin Galactic flight or similar. And so um, I think that the rest of the world wants to enjoy space. I, I really do. And so the um, there's no way for people to do that. And so um, I just think there's a need to create that. Mm -hmm. And what was your call to action? What was the thing that inspired you to like move forward with this? Is, was there a, a specific... A specific event or thing that moved you forward? Yeah, I would have to say uh, when I was listening to an Elon Musk interview, and he talked about why he started SpaceX and Tesla, and it was um, he started it because he asked himself what are the biggest um, issues and that the world's coming up to, and um, and I just kept I mean you see Elon doing all these cool things I mean he's doing SpaceX, Tesla, and Solar City, all this cool stuff and 
And I was so jealous of that. I mean, I was sick of, you know, just like a oh, consumer web app or like a, you know, I wanted to really make a dent. And I thought, um, and I watched this film called Overview, and it was about um, all the astronauts that went to space and how they felt and how it changed their lives forever. And I thought, wow, this would be amazing if everyone felt this. It would, it would change the world. Mm -hmm. So my goal with this is to give everyone that experience that the over that overview effect yes and, and so the overview effect is what people experience when they, when they see earth from outer space is that yeah and yeah. what is what is it i mean i've seen i've seen documentaries and listened to star talk where um, for example i think astronaut uh astronaut mike massimino would talk about uh his experience in spacewalks Mm -hmm. And I want to know, like, what do you think people will walk away from? You know, what do you think people will walk away from when they experience your, 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 your service slash product? So my goal is that they'll walk away and change people. So this will change their lives forever. So no matter who uses it, no matter where they are, they put this on and they go to space and they can see everything. They can look everywhere. And for that 10 minutes of use, um, they, can, they can be in space and it can change their life forever. So I believe in this a lot, and I think that you, what you're doing is amazing, and I really am crossing my fingers for your success, but I'm going to put you through the gauntlet because we only have a limited amount of time, and I want to make sure that we get um, some valuable questions for the community to um, dissect later on. And so that being said, I want to know what your uh, most pressing technical challenges are going forward at mm. this point. Yeah, um, well, first we have to build our own our own camera, and that's something like even you know big companies like John and NextVR. I mean, they're all struggling trying to do that as well. Mm -hmm. So we have to do that, but um, um, and and stream something live from the ISS, which requires um, a lot of technical know-how as far as a ground station, space communications, and um, and just uh, filtering signals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it, the whole thing's pretty daunting. Um, but it's not impossible. It's not even close to impossible. So yeah. I think it's something that we can work towards. That sounds awesome. And it's funny how you mentioned uh, John and all the other 360 camera um, companies are struggling with making cameras on Earth with the variables of Earth. Mm -hmm. And you're having to design a camera that works in microgravity. And I mean, what other factors do you have to take into the Microgravity account? is the least of our problems. Okay. The um, vacuum is the hardest because um, if there's anything in a, in a compressed, uh, compressed environment, like if you were to put a GoPro that you bought off the store in space, the lens on it would explode because it has a compressed lens. Mm -hmm. So you would have to modify stuff like that. And, um, and then also plastic. So a lot of things are made of plastic. You have plastic, plastic ribbon cables. You have plastic, you know, frames. Everything's made of plastic. And in space, it'll it'll do what's called outgassing, which essentially it, it starts to boil, and then it can boil onto your components and just ruin the whole thing, or it can destroy part of your device. Or so how do you get around that challenge? You just have to make it out of different materials, and you have to oh, make really? sure that um, that you don't have anything compressed like that. And, and obviously that's been done in, uh, but where do you learn to make cameras that are space certified, for example? Yeah, so luckily two people on our team work at a space certification facility in York, at, um, Ontario, Canada, and they, um, at York University. And so they have access to all the space certification equipment necessary that would cost us thousands of dollars here. Mm -hmm. And so, and they've done a ton of space certification stuff um, for student work and for non-student work professionally. So they're pros. 
Cool. There are space certification guys. That's awesome. And so how do you get this camera up to the International Space Station? What does that look like? Yeah, so we're right now we're looking at working with a company called Nanoracks, and they're one of the most popular companies to use to put stuff on the ISS. And, um, and that's really it. I mean, we're looking to work with them. Yeah, how does that work, though? What do you say to them? Hey, so we you say, hey I want to do this thing, and they're like, okay, here's this n number of dollars, and then they're like, and you're like, okay, here's the dollars, and it's done. <laughs> you know, it's really simple. Um, it, it takes a lot more talking than that, but it's it's doable, and you mm -hmm. just have to have the conversation. And yeah. How much money does it cost to get something up to space? So it depends how much it weighs. Mm -hmm. um, so if it's like a one U cube set, which is ten centimeter by ten centimeter by ten centimeter cube, like a small cube. <laughs> Um, it would be around 30k. Mm -hmm. So um, what we're looking at is around 100k because it's going to be um, we have to have some astronaut time for filming and stuff like that for our initial uh, inside camera that we're working on. And um, yeah, so that's uh, Nanorax is the right person. To go Very with. cool. What are your funding goals and how are you going to go about accomplishing those? Yeah, so um, we're working on right now doing a, a small initial Kickstarter. Mm -hmm for getting a camera into the inside of the ISS, which is like a small um, proof of concept, get people excited about it. And um, and that's gonna be our first Kickstarter. And um, we're aiming for um, for like half a million as far as our internal go with that. And, um, and hopefully that can get us going and we can transition that into either a second Kickstarter where we do the main live uh, satellite or we just go straight for a seed round. Okay. And so it'll start off, so so it's going to start off with a camera in the ISS, hopefully on a window where people can actually yeah, see. Yeah, so we're, we're, we've had conversations with Nanorex. We want to put it in the cupola module, which is the viewing module okay. of the ISS. And, yeah, what's the purpose of that? Well, I've never heard of that. I mean, yeah, What's the purpose of the module itself? <laughs> um, it, so they can look at the uh, robotic arms. It has a lot of robotic arm oh. controlling equipment in it. So it's like they're just they're in there and they're like playing with joysticks. It's cool, which is like yeah, controlling the arms. And will the camera once it's on the tentatively on the cupola, like will it be streaming live? So you can't have anything live in the ISS yet. Mm -hmm. um, so we're gonna have to film it in like a safe because there's a lot of things like um, classified payloads, um, naked astronauts and other things like that that you can't technically show to everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we'd have to like plan it and make sure it's at a good time. And hopefully we can do it when SpaceX is docking a rocket or something, and then you can watch the whole thing, you know, live. <sighs> Not live, but after the fact. That would be insane. Can you actually have, have ISS astronauts been able to see launches Yeah, they can Earth? see it. Whoa! Wait, wait, wait. The, yeah, they can see the Dragon module dock. That's what, oh, but no, but like, let's say they're overlooking Florida and oh, they can't know. actually I see. I wonder if I, you could. I mean, you could if, if they're on the right spot. There's yeah. no reason you couldn't. That sounds insane. Yeah. That would be insane. And, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be. What do you think? So this is strictly for consumers? Is that? Is, there's no other... Uh, agenda for NASA astronauts to use this or other uh, I would love to talk with NASA and see if they can have any use for it. If we have the stream, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to use it to look at stuff and whatever. But but mainly this is a consumer space tourism play. Okay. And will how will you price this for consumers once people are once you have the files yeah. and you have it very just very affordable. We're not sure exactly what the price point is. Um, we've kind of messed around with like twenty five dollars a month. Mm -hmm. um, just to have unlimited access and then um, 
and then maybe like uh, five dollars something like that for a single time use. Walk me through the diversity, diversity, <laughs> diversity of diversity of content that you'll be able to pull off from the ISS. I mean, it, you know, if I'm gonna pay twenty five dollars a month, I, I I'd love to see. Yes, Earth, but what else am I getting with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully, when we uh, put the module on, it'll be, um, uh, we can view, like, SpaceX docking, mm -hmm. and then the station's always moving stuff around. There's always upgrading things, so you, we can push that out to you and be like, look at this, this module, look at all the things it does. It has, like, 50 plant experiments on it. They're about to move it with the arm right now in 30 minutes, and you can, like, put on your riff right now and press go, and you'll be there. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, so you take, so you go from here, and crossing my fingers, you get to the point where you'll be able to launch one and have it orbit Earth, right? I mean, that's the thing that you want. You want a camera that will orbit the Earth, and you'll be able to live stream it, 360 yeah, video. Yeah. From so right now we're looking at doing an ISS module mm -hmm. because there's so much more excitement on the ISS, and there's so many things happening with that. Mm -hmm. And so I think people want to be a part of that more than just like. Um, more than being out in space by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and so eventually you move on to space by themselves, and then what comes after that? What do you? So I want to do a moon launch. That's that's after that's after, and it's the the closest um, natural progression to what we want to do. But um, yeah, that's the goal: is to build a modular system that we can conform to anything. And then um, ideally we'd want to put one on the moon, mm -hmm. um, not so much in orbit, but on it like a there is a rover mission that is being funded by the Google X Prize that I had to I don't know if you heard about, but that's going to the moon. And it'd be amazing if you could get one on there, yeah. Yeah, on that, that rover. Would that would yeah. be amazing. Um, there's uh, Moon Express and Astroatic, two companies with uh, Google Lunar X Prize. I'm not sure which one you're referring to. Mm -hmm. Um and I haven't done my due diligence on looking into them. Um, but yeah, they would be great partners. That would be awesome. Um what about the the complexity of getting the signal back to Earth? So once or the the data back yeah, to Earth. So that's a huge that? problem, and that's a problem for everyone. So hopefully we can um, come together and find some sort of consensus where we set up where we all put money in and set up one communication link so that we all don't have to have our own communication link. Mm -hmm. And so that's something we're gonna have to look into um, in the future. And hopefully the, these companies uh, like Astrobiotic and Moon Express, I believe they're already looking at stuff into stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's just something we're going to have to work on. Okay. Yeah, but it will be. It will, it will be. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to happen. If, yeah. if people plan on doing anything on the moon, there's going to have to be a solid communications network. So, mm -hmm. yeah. what, but also with ISS, I mean, from getting the footage from ISS down to Earth, you know, what, yeah. what does that process look like? Still trying yeah. so, to figure that out? Um, no, it's pretty simple. You just need ground stations at, um, at select parts of the Earth so that you can see the ISS at all times. And then you need to um, just set it up so that when it hits, it, it streams uh, <laughs> continuously. Cool. That sounds awesome, man. I yeah, mean, it's, it's been done by other companies, so it's not like a new, it's not new or novel. It's just something. Is there a possibility for you to, you know, uh, sell this footage or partner with other companies, other private entities that might be, um, I don't know, Red Bull or you know someone else? Who might be interested in this? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what what other value do you get out of this besides holy crap, this is Earth and this is life changing, which is amazing. But you know, what other do you think value do you think people will be able to get out of this? Do you think? Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, it's 
it's the most exhilarating experience that someone can experience in our lifetime. There's nothing else on a higher level. Like if you went to see Interstellar for the first time, this would be like 20 times that. If you went to go see the Grand Canyon, you look at how vast it is, this is going to be like 50 times that. So it's it's greater than any experience possible known to known to humankind. So I think that's enough. I think so. I think so too. Uh, and in terms of your virtual reality uh, distribution, I imagine that you're also going to be platform agnostics, meaning you're going to be absolutely on every single thing you can possibly do. And okay. um, first, Android, iOS, obviously, and if we're going to go browser VR for all the for desktop. 2017. How do you convince investors or angels about this plan? I mean, what do you? What is the? Um, you know, what does that conversation look like? Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're normal people like us, and they just want to see return on investment, so we got to show them that that's possible, and that's what the whole Kickstarter effort's for, is to show that the market's there and that people want to pay for this, and let's do it. And what sort of questions do they ask you? Um, I haven't approached angels yet because we've been uh, strictly focused on the Kickstarter mm -hmm. and um, getting that going, so I can honestly give you a uh, what they would ask because they haven't asked me, but I mean, I could just guess, you know, what's your market? How many people are going to want to do this? What's your price point? Just all the standard angel questions. Yeah. And what is the market? What do you think the market is going to be? Well, I, I personally think every single person on the planet wants to go to space. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's not the best way to start out a pitch, but it, it's I, 7 billion people would be the starting. And then you'd have to like break it down to people with smartphones and people that are interested in space. And then you'd have to break it down to like a really solid market. But I believe there's enough um, to support our needs. Yeah. Way in excess of what we need to operate. What is your What is your dream goal? Like, what do you personally strive to be by the time you're in your grave or deathbed? What yeah. do you want to? Accomplish? I really love space, commercial space. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. Like, there's going to be commercial space stations like probably in the next five years. So there's going to be like manufacturing. There's going to be all kinds of new stuff. And this is uh, and really exciting to me personally. Like you have like people manufacturing clothes in space, or like they'll be manufacturing like like uh, special metals or pharmaceuticals or all kinds of cool stuff. And all the technology will be like the peak technology because it'll have to operate in space under all these conditions. So I I just want to be a part of all that different stuff, and maybe we can branch out into different sectors. Maybe some space robotics. If we already have the streaming and we already have the camera, then all we need is you know the arms. Then we can do some cool space robotic stuff, but there's a lot of fun to be had, and I think. Uh, Walk me through your through your wildest dreams. What is what is your wildest dream? The wildest dream for this particular company. For you, for uh, me and Space VR. We talked about Space VR, and now yeah. I want to know about you. The wildest dream. Hmm. I would really just like to play in space. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like just. Like, uh, just float around, throw a ball around, you know what I mean? <laughs> that would be awesome. Nothing crazy, just like just like float around. Play softball. Play around. Yeah. 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 I think that would be that would that would be it. If I could just aim for one thing, it would just be like floating around space, having a good time. Yeah. Can you you see yourself dying in space? That is an interesting question. I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, <laughs> if if you're gonna die, you know, what's the point of probably dying here or if you're dying on the moon or whatever, you're gonna die anyway, so I don't like it it does have that sort of like oh I'm gonna die and see but then you have to like reel that back and be like oh wait I'm gonna die anyway so like you know yeah I see that matter. would you be one of the people that would colonize Mars or you want to stay on Earth see 
Probably not, because I don't think I could have the most impact if I was on Mars. Um, but I do respect in, uh, a lot all the people that do that. They have a lot of courage and uh, some serious... Um, uh, yeah, just a lot of courage to be able to go and do that. Yeah, and major balls. What about <laughs> the, uh, the possibility that there's life in our solar system? Do you think they will discover that in our lifetime? And yeah, what do you think sure. The I mean, they were just be? going to the Jupiter moon, and there's, like, water under yeah. ice, so there's probably going to be some cool shit there. But as far as, like, aliens or something like that, I don't know. Uh, what do you think the implications will be once we discover that, holy crap, there is a life, an organism out there underneath the ice of this Europa's moon, or yeah. Jupiter's I mean, moon? Um, it depends. Are I mean, people going to freak be out? really cool. I mean, people freak out about everything, right? <laughs> people freak out if Justin Bieber wears, like, a different shirt, so they're probably going to freak out about it, but they're, um... It depends. It depends if the DNA, you know, looks like ours or if it's, like, made of methane or something weird. Mm -hmm. Then that would be... But either way, it's pretty cool. If virtual reality gets to the point where it's just indistinguishable, maybe 25 years from now, right? Yeah. And it, it, it's indistinguishable. It crosses the uncanny valley. And, you know, are you worried that virtual reality might mm, undercut humanity's need to explore space because we'll have no, this absolutely virtual not. world? Because there's nothing, I mean, unless you can, like, plug into a brainstem or something, there's nothing you could do to make the real thing. And so people are always going to want to go, and this will probably just facilitate the motivation to want to go more. Yeah, because you'll like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I see that because Titan is space. Instead of making me realize that, oh, I see the solar system. Now it's like I need to see this. I yeah. like up front. I need to see what the actual thing looks like, even though I'm in it, um, and I see it every time I look up at the sky. Uh, tell me about, you know, what is your biggest um, personal obstacle with space VR? Like, what do you think yeah. is your... Um, hmm. Honestly, I don't really see a lot of obstacles at this point. Perhaps the live streaming might be the most difficult thing. Mm -hmm. um, just because of all the various systems that need to work seamlessly. Mm -hmm. But I don't really see it as a an unsurmountable obstacle. Mm -hmm. um, on, the hardest thing would be the moon thing. That's going to be the hardest. Yeah. Because that's a bunch of systems that need to be made that you know don't exist yet. Is, are you? Uh, last question. Are you perhaps inclined to sell or get acquired by a bigger company like a Google or SpaceX? Is that anything? I mean, I think for anyone, if the numbers are right, yes. And if there's better opportunity, you can make more of a difference, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to keep running it like a like we're never gonna get acquired. Okay, yeah. I like I like your style, Mr. Ryan Holmes. You have been a true scholar, gentleman yeah, of virtual so reality much. and space. Uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your yeah, time. Yeah, pleasure, absolutely. How can people stay in touch? How can people follow? Yeah, you go to spacevr.co. Add your email, and mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna actually start spinning up some space hackers meetups. We just got um, local sponsorship by Earthcast, which is really cool. We'll have astronaut ice cream and come out, listen to um, Ron from Nanoracks talk about how you can launch your. Uh, your company to the ISS. When is this and where? That's going to be February 19th at Earthcast offices. You can check it out on Meetup. Okay. Just put in Space Hackers. I will put that uh, relevant information in the show notes. Uh, once again, Ryan, thanks for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.